You're listening to a Time Machine podcast. Old movie Time Machine. An adventure through time and or space. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Old Movie Time Machine. Now, you all should know the deal at this point. We're here. We're watching movies made in the old U.S. of A. between the years of 1945 and 1965, all in glorious Technicolor or whatever color process was in use by that company at the time. That's the one. We're using these films, you guys, as windows into the past. What do we do? We climb through the window. We poke around a little bit. We see what's going on. We check these people out, and then we come back, and we tell you all about it. And while we do this, we're going to be asking some critical, vital, essential questions, such as, who are these people? What are their habits? How are they treating one another? What decisions are they making, and why? Also, and arguably the most important, what are they wearing, and what do their living rooms look like? At the end of our little adventure, our deep dive analysis into this world through the window, we're going to come back and we're going to ask the final, the ultimate question. Do we keep watching this? Do we keep fucking around with this movie or do we just leave it aside and just leave it? Just leave it, keep, and keep marching forward, guys. The march of progress, right? Ever onward. Also, what we're going to be doing, you guys, guys. Just, I see you taking notes. I see you. We're asking questions. We're answering them. We're saying bold things and we're providing reasons. Remember, that was the third mysterious thing that we forgot about during Pillow Talk. My bad. We figured it out. Punched it in. Nice and easy. Nobody noticed. I'm your host, by the way, Justin Zemba. Through time and or space, joined as ever by my panel of international experts at being humans in the early 21st century. Starting, as always, to my left. Catherine Sherlock. Catherine, welcome back. Hello. Uh, word on the street is that you've been missed the last couple episodes, apparently. It's just what I'm hearing. It's just people have been talking, saying things, and they want to hear more of you. Okay. Well. So, just so you're aware of that. Sure. No pressure. But you need to talk three times more than you usually do. Just for the numbers. It's what the people want, Catherine. What? Listen. The pressure. I'm going to talk less now. I mean, what? <laughs> I believe in you. You're a shining star. But also next to your left, to your left, another shining star. <laughs> it's too bright in here. We call She's her to my right from her. Shrishma <laughs> Shining Star Nike. Welcome back to the program. Hi. Hi, Shrishma. How's it going? Things are going great. We got to get back to you in a minute. Okay. To your left. I mean, in a very technical in sense. Technical. And again, it's important that everybody right. be aware of our spatial relation to one another. This is an audio-only format. So everything that we do, we have to describe what we're doing right now. I'm holding a pen. It is currently clicked out, mm. outward. So there, think about that. Uh, but hey, she's joining us from across the ocean, you guys. It's quite a trek that she's taking over the uh, interwaves or however this computer magic works. It is my sister and yours, Carolyn Rose. Hi, sis. <laughs> Happy to be here. And yes, I believe in telecommuting to work. Yes. And you're clearly telecommuting now. I mean, you'll notice that the quality. Now. Yeah. The, the quality is not what it's not optimal. You guys, we can do better. <laughs> Carolyn, to your left. 
We're joined by a very special guest this week. You may remember him as a former host of Reykjavik Tonight. He's a good friend, and he's here to join us on our adventure today through time and or space. Mr. De Tefos Berman. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be back. Uh, and we're happy to have you because we have some serious shit to talk about today. We really do. We're talking 1963's Beach Party. Oof. Beach Great Party. Oh, <laughs> Trishma, it's funny that you should say that. Listen, <laughs> we didn't really talk about it off mic because we felt like doing it in, with the, you know, the ears of save our audience all. members. Save it all. Yeah. Every last drop of... What, what will be uh, an earth-shattering truth to be revealed right now. Shrishma Naik, tell me what your situation is with 1963's Beach Party. I loved it. It was such a great movie. Oh, did you enjoy it? Right. Oh, okay. Oh, it's so all, good. All um, zero minutes of it that I watched. Now Shrishma. <laughs> I do. I do think it's very important that, like in a in a forum where where people are discussing uh, literary works, uh, right. there is always one person that is sort of acting as the devil's advocate, yes. acting as as the sort of painting board, if you will. I was uh, testing blank the blank canvas. Exactly. I was testing the boundaries of the show. Like maybe oh. we could take it into a direction where every week one person doesn't watch it. Oh, you wanted we could to create some new kind of content. You wanted to do an A B test to yes. see just what. I mean, we, we're not going to. Know until we tried. It. You would have not known had I not told you. Maybe so, that should exactly. be the next experiment. You're doing this, this is experimental podcasting. Exactly. This is <laughs> you've heard it here. At its finest. It's so freestyle. It's mm. it's like jazz a yeah. bit. You know, <laughs> it's really out there. It's really chromatic. These ideas of. <laughs> we're, we're pulling from nowhere to, yeah. to fill in so, our knowledge. So yeah. next time, Shrishma, you should probably like put the movie on, mm-hmm. but watch the back of the television. Right. See what happens. Or see what happens. Watch a different film. <laughs> or I watch don't. a different film. Yeah. yeah. Or put on this film and just leave the house. Right. Just it's. <laughs> I played it. What if we do a quadruple blind where we all watch different films and then come prepared to talk about those <laughs> <films>? dealers pick <laughs> Justin's then pick. it's just a, it's like four hours of like okay well that's really interesting like what was your movie called again in my movie that didn't happen at all actually <laughs> yeah it's something entirely different it's, yeah yeah it was or crazy maybe they have to have one single thing in common like every male lead character has to be named Richard oh I like that mm. I do like that I feel like that's really possible. That would be easy. Look to throw at together. look at what yeah. what Julie idea Dex. generation this has created. You're welcome, guys. You are so welcome. Listen, Shrishma, you you I, took one for the team. I pushing boundaries, man. Since mm. Shrishi Boo, since twenty. I'm all about this experiment. We're obviously going to tell you about Beach Party, 1963's Beach Party. We're going to tell you the story. It puts a little bit of pressure on us to to really express right. the magic of this. I hear uh, from what film. I hear from you guys. It, it, it was uh, a great movie. So <laughs> it is. Excited. It really is. I even read about it five minutes before the podcast. <laughs> you did that for us, right? Uh, I did. I did. Beautiful. <laughs> so thank the listen, good people at Wikipedia. <laughs> they summed it up in five sentences. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, there's not a whole lot that goes on in this movie. So, I mean, this if you're going to skip one, right. which I, skip I, I one. disagree, man. There's a whole lot of uh, stuff that happens and there's subtext there that's quite deep yeah. and relevant mm. today. Um, well, sure. It's it's nothing if not evergreen material. People love the kids love their surf music, right? And surfing culture. It, I did love the acoustic surf music. It's like people <laughs> 
doing surf music without any of the instruments and just sort of singing surfing yeah now see there's surfing there's yeah. usually one instrument but it's unplugged surfing. the entire time that was really nice by the way it was a nice interpretation yeah. of all the songs <laughs> you've managed to sum it up in one as ever mm. Catherine, do you have a one-line review of 1963's beach party i have some words please yes um so yeah j- just a th- you know when i joked in the chat about <laughs> Beach party. Ooh, all of the balls. Yeah, oh. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. No, I, I wasn't wrong. Good jokes. I really <laughs> w- wasn't wrong. It was just big, hairy, inane balls. Yeah, <laughs> hairy, inane balls. <laughs> big ones. Big. Right. So, did I miss hairy chests too? No. No. They were. They uh, were balls, anything. Yeah. <laughs> they were. <laughs> Young boys' chests. Oh. <laughs> Immature. You're going to see some photos. They're all clumped together, sitting very close to one another Mm. in a way that there are questions. Okay. Great one-line review, Catherine. As always, Shrishma, moving right along to you, (laughs) Carolyn. Oh, come on. Let's get Shrishma. Yeah, okay, okay. Just for the sake of the... the, Stick with the format. (laughs) Shrishma, do you have a one-line review for uh, 1963's Beach Party? What a party. Yeah. What if somebody threw a beach party and Trishma didn't come? It's a question. It's philosophical. Think about it. Because I'd be at yeah. my own party? Well, that I don't know. Okay. Nobody knows what you're up to That's these true. days. That's Nobody, fair. Nobody can That's track fair. you. Uh, you're <laughs> off the grid. Dr. Sister, do you have a one-line review for 1963's Beach Party? Yes. Uh, I would say it is the surfing silliest example of professorial imposter syndrome. That's uh, a... <laughs> feel like a, a lot of good words. You've got the best words. I don't know if anybody's ever told you that, but... <laughs> I like that. I've got PhD level. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I like you incorporating the professorial aspects of it. It's crucial to how this movie plays out. But, Detifos, do you have a one-line review for Beach Party? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, It is the movie for the time when horseback rides on the beach aren't quite sexy enough, so you have to resort to plane rides on the beach. Which, I tell you, I mean, that'll work, right? (laughs) Taking you out for a fly in my plane? Exactly. That's kind of the ultimate pickup, right? Would that yeah. work on you? On the runway? I mean, on the beach? On yeah. The Where's the yeah, runway? Yeah, yeah. yeah no. I, it is the is, beach. It was just a bumpy old ass beach. It's just a big old beach. I mean, he's driving his car up there at one point. <laughs> yeah, I was. I even made a note. I'm like, what? Anything goes on the beach. Trishma. Quite does. frankly. You missed the bumpiest it beach. Does. How could you miss this? <laughs> Opening scene. <laughs> Guys, teenage romance has yeah, never yeah. seemed less desirable unless you're a middle-aged man with binoculars and a long-range microphone. That's my review. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of peeping. Yeah. Peeping in this film. I actually looked up how old the actors were well, and and they might look like they're 35 or 50. Yeah. But they are actually only like 23 or 4. Okay, so this is They've right. just made them up to look really old. Yeah, I think I think Frankie Avalon is born in 1940. Well, Carolyn, you've been waiting very patiently in your little box <laughs> there. Hands in what is going on? <laughs> what do you have to share with us? <laughs> I actually was going to pose a question and mm. ask you, how old do you think these characters are supposed to be? Mm. College? Um. High school? Well, because yeah, like 18 they're talking or something. about marriage, but like marriage to us is that some, that, that's old, way older than this era. Oh, no. I, I pictured them as high school, like late high school going into college maybe, or maybe early college because they're at a point where... 
they're renting beach houses mm-hmm. for yeah. their. And like, so but they're all of them in the same house, though. Yeah, but only. But originally, it was just it was just going to be the two of them at that house, mm-hmm. and that's why he gets upset and chases her around the living room of said house. Yes, because she invited the gang down. And it was supposed so, to be a couple of weekends. She didn't trust herself to be yeah. alone with Well, he, I mean, look at him. He's irresistible, right? I mean, <laughs> who could keep their hands off of Frankie Avalon? Um, look at those eyes, eyebrows. So They're I'm saying so- this would be, a, this is a huge, huge generational difference here where, at least in America nowadays, we're like, get through college. Do not love so much. This is still the age when you could marry, you're marrying in like, at like six, 16, yeah, you know, like, you could, like 16 year old bride is not <laughs> uncommon, I think, at this point. Stop talking about grandma like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> love you, Grams. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, grandma has to get her rocks off. You man. were hot. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, and grandma, I mean, grandma was hot. So yeah. she's out there. Once upon a time. Uh, sorry, dad. Anyway, so. <laughs> she knew it. She had 11 kids. He knows it too. <laughs> International panel of experts. Do you know Frankie and Annette? Does that mean anything to you? No. no. Okay, okay. It barely means anything to me. The only reason it means anything to us is because. Yes, Carolyn. <laughs> Carolyn's on the phone raising her hand, folks at home, for every time this happens, she's got a lot to say. Because I'm not on my normal audio. I know. You're at the county recorder's office. Wait. Oh, wait. You're at the county recorder's office. Again, guys, the paperwork. We changed the name so many times. Oh, my God. There was some kind of error. And also, I, we, we need to talk. Uh, Brindis is obviously not with us. She's still in Washington, D.C. right now, defending the building of the boom room. They've got a bunch of questions, and she... Has been instructed to not give I them think any she answers. She got distracted by the Johnny Depp trial. Mm. Is that what's happening? Okay. Well, mm. I have. Happy. Hello, Northern Virginia. Yeah. I think. Uh, well, you. We might not know this here in Iceland, but in the states, this has really taken over the news mm-hmm. cycle. Is her being grilled well, in front of all these congressional panels and committees? Let's. Should we tune in just see if we can? I mean, they're live yeah. streaming right now. Just see if she's doing anything. See how it's going. Experimental podcasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're not going to get this everywhere. You know, like, (laughs) Rogan doesn't do this. Okay, uh, now, Berndis, here's what we would like to do is actually we would like to give you a couple of just give you a couple of questions. You know, I'm going to take plenty of time here to grandstand as this is a uh, televised closed door meeting. I don't know why they closed the doors. This is on television uh, and on... Well, it's not important. It's the... Well, I mean, it is crucial. I mean, Bernus, I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, this is an issue that is of great importance to the American people. Now, I, un- I understand that you and your colleagues have been doing some kind of, what do you call it, some kind of computer radio show or something. What do y'all call it? It's called a podcast. A podcast. Now, that now that is interesting. Now, is that some kind of uh, foreign technology? Is that, is that coming from China or Russia? Or where, where is that coming from, podcasts? Are they out there? or Where, where did you guys get yours? Well, we are streaming from Iceland. Now, okay. Now, yeah, hold on. It's hold, everywhere. Hold on. Hold on. Now, you just you just said you're streaming from Ice Iceland. Is that is that a real place, or are we making this up here now? Yeah, it is a real place. Okay. Now, which state? Have you looked at a map? Oh, listen, I, I need you to understand that in my district, uh, we have abolished all maps. 
in that we have also abolished all uh, libraries, and there is no reading, no very little looking at any kind of materials such as those things that might establish some kind of objective truth. We try to eliminate that from our form of uh, justice in uh, governmenting. If you understand what I'm saying here, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure so you know. You guys are just stupid, then. Well, I mean, now hold on, now, Burgess. I think, I think maybe, maybe we're pushing this a little too far now. I think maybe we're getting a little, or getting our wires crossed, something like that. I mean, I know that you have a very thick accent, and I know that I speak perfect American English, and. So probably you're getting confused and I'm getting confused with you and everything. So let's just, can we just reset this table here is what I'm going to say. I'm going to, yeah. Sure. Okay. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take this table. I'm going to tip it over. Here we go. Just tip it over like that. And here's what I'm going to tip it back. I'm going to put some new plates on it. And here's here. There's a plate for you and a plate for me. So what I need for you to do is put some, put a little slice of truth on your plate and maybe just pass it over and I'll take a little portion of that too. Okay. How's that sound? Great. Get to the question. They're really, she's having a rough time, but she's holding her own. I mean, that's why we sent her down there. She's the one who's capable. Like, Strishma, you would fold in a minute underneath these spotlights. Congressional spotlights. (laughs) You ever been under a congressional spotlight? Answer yes or no right now. No. I'm not (laughs) melting. Okay. (laughs) You need to talk into the microphone, too. Sorry. This is an ongoing thing. Okay, okay, okay. She's cracking. She's cracking that one. You've done it. If you're not going to watch the movie, then I get to bust your chops about talking into the microphone. <laughs> That's just a rule. That's a house rule. He gets it. Today you get away with it. Yeah, okay, okay, just this once. In the, I guess, late 50s, early 60s, surfing gets exported from Hawaii over here, and it really starts to take off in Southern California. This gets linked up to the music scene. So this is how you get the Beach Boys. They're like, well, we are uh, boys. I mean, it's in the name of our group. We're boys. We don't have a lot of experience in the world, but we like the idea of surfing. And there was only one of the Beach Boys that actually surfed. (laughs) Go figure. But they made uh, their millions off of that. Carolyn? Hawaii joined the union in 1959 so this would have been shortly thereafter they became american (laughs) that's right we we did what we do with with most cultures we took the best of it and we corrupted it and we bent it to our own twisted design terrible yeah Yeah. and and ruined it in the process um we've done it with jazz (laughs) we've done it with rock and roll we've done Uh it with surfing um Uh (laughs) yeah I'm sorry, Hawaii. Yeah, sorry, Hawaii. I mean, I guess are we going to start issuing apologies now? To I mean, why not? I <laughs> sorry about that. Kayakulani, and I was touched by it. But you were touched by a Kayakulani? Did you report oh, it? The movie. Uh, it was. It's, it's Princess Kayakulani, and it's a beautiful story. It's like the last royal of like the actual Hawaiian oh, family. But this Lilo is and Stitch. pre-American, like British. Yeah, no. Oh. <laughs> No. All right. Who you no, mean? But wild Hawaiians? Like <laughs> all in the road today. I'm sorry. <laughs> Everybody, this is all I'm thinking now Why is just like edit, edits, more edits. Just everything I say is an edit. Just take it out. So <laughs> is there edits. software that exists that can edits. take out everything that it's I say? Mm, yep. <laughs> no edits. That's the name of the game. Anyway, this is counterculture. 
in the United States. Or this is the counterculture that's being sold to the United mm-hmm. States, I should say. Mm-hmm. Because I tell you what, in fucking uh, Illinois or whatever, they're not, they're not, nobody's living this lifestyle. I don't think people in California oh, were living this lifestyle. Guys, Frankie and Annette, they're driving their yellow jalopy. Uh, and I like how the steering wheel is like really inappropriately that's, situated. That's um, how I mean, they made him back like, in the day. Yeah, <laughs> it is at a. He must have like so much shoulder problems from from uh, from tension. from putting his. Yeah, it is almost entirely horizontal. So it's like neck level and horizontal. <laughs> so if seeing. they got into an accident. Uh, yeah. He would uh, he would lose his head. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and you, these guys, you know, there's no seatbelts in this. That, like they're not wearing anything there. It's the '60s, no way. But they've they've got their boards, they've waxed down their boards, and they are driving and they are singing because this is not just a beach movie, you guys. It's a beach musical mm. movie. You know how I feel about musicals. They're the best. This has not changed yes. my impression of them. <laughs> yeah. It's not a good one for. Your impression to be changed. Uh, there, not, was, there was a I, couple of good tracks, like the Hold Him Tight. Oh, boy. No. <laughs> be kind to him. Oh, my God. You have to hold your man so he doesn't leave you. <laughs> That's hold exactly him down right. until he stops breathing. <laughs> <laughs> when we discuss musicals on My Fair Musical, we'll talk about musical structure. It's very important because this it movie is. does not adhere to it. It does not. They just sing whenever they fucking want to, and we're, we're here to listen to it. Yeah, so they're terrible. singing about surfing all day yeah. and surfing all night and how vacation is here. So beach party tonight. It makes sense. Trishma, you're nodding. I can tell you want to hear this song. You're putting it on your Spotify right now. Uh, These t- are available on Spotify, by the way. It, oh, and no they're doubt. they're under the name of Annette, uh, what's her face? Funicello. Funicello. Okay, yeah. okay. But uh, Annette and I re- never actually surfs in this movie, right? I don't think no. so, no. No way. She, d- she doesn't get close to the water. I don't even think she's on that beach. No. Um, she she no, does go she on the beach. Very... Uh, and she wears very Italian 1960s does not actually get in the water just it's near the water well no you can't mess up that hair I think there was uh, approximately (laughs) two ladies that did surf uh, and they were often on the shoulders of men yes there was one who actually had her bottom (laughs) pushed up upward by somebody's head at one point yes yes I saw that that was was, (laughs) sort of like that's a curious move that didn't yeah I I found the sort of um the sort of erotic stylings on the board with her sort of pushing her head into the bottom of the man. Yeah. It, uh, I, I would have thought that was ineffective as an erotic uh, exercise. They were trying new things. They yeah, were trying new true. styles. Uh, experimental beaching, experimental podcasting. Exactly. Right. This is like, right. Trishma's doing the same thing right now. You're reinventing how we do this. Absolutely. So look, they drive this car just right up on the beach at one point. They just drive, pull, pull up, just driving along the seaside there, pull up to this this beautiful uh, beach crash pad here. Mm-hmm. This looks like a fun clubhouse, right? This is where you would take your boo and you go and you you hang out on the beach and you make that sweet, sweet love. Like this is what they uh, take your boo to the boo, right? Malibu. So they have rented this beach house. Right. The plan has been, look, we're going to go down here. I love you. 
This is Frankie talking to Dolores, and that is playing he, he Dolores. He uses that word very liberally in this film. Well, I don't know. He loves if, he loves everyone. I don't think he knows what it a, means. Um, that has a certain uh, physical trait that uh, that he could utilize he later does in the evening. Fall in and out of love according to his proximity to breasts, yes. female breasts. Absolutely. That, that is true. So he, right now he's sitting right next to the breasts that he's dating, and so he's like, "Honey, I know that you're into the idea of marriage. This is a great chance for us to practice." Practice. We're going to be oh. together, just me and you rattling around this beach pad, doing that thing with your breasts. But there are two boards, and she that's not one of hers. That's an excellent in question. Theory. Uh, in th- I mean, we don't see her ever surf. I mean, you can't prove a negative, right? So we never, we're not with her the entire time. So maybe during a cutaway, mm. she dipped in there or something like that. I can't prove to you that she didn't surf. Right. But you can't. Prove to me that she did. Mm, I can't even prove that. I can't prove anything. I don't even know. Listen, there's two boards, two of them. Yeah. I like yes. to think he's got the blue one. This other one is, yeah, it's got a pinkish hue, right? Mm, his That's and hers. For the ladies. Yeah. Right, yeah, right. right. Exactly. But it turns out, Shrishma, you're not going to believe it. It turns out that there's a bunch of people sleeping at this beach house because. Like an unnatural amount of people. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. Dozens. They, they should not be able to fit into that house no, at all. No. Like this would be not allowed because of, of, of health issues. There would be not enough toilets for all of these people <laughs> in in the cabin. <laughs> so this would capacity. like Excellent. health and safety would come Excellent and shut point. this shit down. Carolyn, well, I think you have some comments about beach house. Shit would shut the house down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm really curious in this day and the age of Airbnb and yeah, this you know, is, that's such. Who's paying for this house? Exactly. I got so many it, logistical questions. Who got the key? Who made the booking? Who's paying for it? Right. Which card did they use? Which address like, is on the card? Is it the same as the mailing address? Are they splitting right. this like, like 27 ways so everybody just pays a fraction of their part exactly. of the floor? Who did they talk to I'm, the landlord? Was there one of those? Who did they Venmo to get the payment? Like, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. Was there a combination box where you had to like set the numbers right to get the key or, you know, like something like that? So just real quick, I wanted to note uh, before they even go into the house, Annette has, uh, I'm sorry, Dolores, we'll call her Dolores. She has this moment where she leaps out of the car. She walks out to the sea. And she's like, there's just something about the beach in the morning, Frankie, you know? And she starts to wax really philosophical about it. It's just, it's so quiet and peaceful and mysterious. And Frankie, he's a sensitive guy. So he responds with, come on, let's get this stuff inside. Come on, let's get this stuff inside. And then just walks away. <laughs> it's really brutal. <laughs> like, he just like, uh-huh, I mean, gotta go. literally <laughs> wants some tail. Said, yeah, yes. yeah. He's then just every like, husband ever checking into the beach house. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. All oh, the the piece, the mystery. Of course. Uh, can we deal with? Yeah. I got. Yeah. Honey, all right. Unpack the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I have something else that needs to be unpacked. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why do you think I was driving so fast? Why do you think I drove onto the beach? We had to get here as soon as possible. Emergency. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So things are dire, honey. Let's go. Let's go. Don't mind me, it's just the voice from the editing booth coming at you for our typical mid-episode break to let you know about our Tea Public store that we have cooking on the internet. The link is in the show notes. You can go there. Guys, You know, normally I highlight something in particular, but today I want to highlight a feature. Did you know that with all articles of clothing, bags, uh, all the other 
you know, ephemera that you can purchase on there. That's all customizable, you guys. If you don't like the color that you're seeing, you can change that color. So if you see, ah, oh, it's a navy blue shirt, you know, fuck navy blue, I'm over it. I want uh, lavender, just choose lavender. And then the, the shirt is yours. It shall arrive. I mean, you have to pay for it first, obviously, but then it will just magically appear as customized by you. Customizable merchandise for you, for your eyeballs, for your sense of self-esteem. Go get the thing that you want and make it yours the way that you want it to be. And if you do, we will thank you as I will right now. Thank you. And now back to the show. Can we take a look at the beach party here? Because what is shocking to me is, so again, we are now almost 60 years past this point, right? But beach parties, pretty much the same as a a beach party today. Yeah. I mean, just like we got the net up for the, you know, beach volleyball. Everybody's uh, in their gear. They've got their towels down. They've got their... You know, they probably stuffed their their wallet down their shoe to mm. protect it. You know, from mm. from thieves, wandering thieves. But they got their little picnic lunches and everything. This looks like today. This is beach party has not changed. Much. I even found that the swimwear was kind of similar today, like fairly the, contemporary. The, yeah, the lady swimwear was often fairly contemporary. There's like the little elastic band is maybe a bit more pronounced, but uh, other than that, it's pretty and standard. Like, yeah. And same thing with the dudes as well. It's a sort of middle, you know, it's not the uncomfortable short shorts necessarily, yeah, but, it's but it's also the, not the, the long, it's not the board shorts. Yeah. Victorian. Not your jams. I was, right, right. I was uh, disappointed in the complete lack of speedos there. Like, like you wanted I'm, more speedos. Uh, I am a, a speedos interesting. budgie smugglers. Exactly. <laughs> Those are the ones I want to see in a in a beach film what did you say budgie smugglers it's a great word budgie smugglers <laughs> looks exactly like a budgie <laughs> budgie smugglers at oldmoviewtimemachine.com okay uh, email us I'm not a speedo person so I appreciate the lack of speedos uh, okay, okay. Well, but are you like do you want your men to be wearing like tight shorts or flappy shorts I'm more of like a loose fit, but oh. not like baggy. All oh, right, right. So, so I they're, they're the fitted, but but uh, <laughs> right, but still some room. To yeah, agree. yeah. For all right, all right. No. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Right. Yeah. Do you guys just hear my sister? She wants to see the goods. She wants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we had a nude beach. <laughs> so there. This is just pure surfing po- propaganda at this point. It's just yeah. them, fun people, fun young people. Grabbing their boards, going out, and having themselves a good surf or two, and like for the first minute or two of of these surf scenes, which are plentiful and multiple, it's it's a fairly enticing offer they have there. Like it looks like it's fun, apart from the weather, of course. It does look kind or, of fun, or the it? or the color of the film. Meanwhile, there's all of this surfing happening, and we're fa- we're having a love affair with surfing, right? We, the audience, are falling in love with this new, novel, exotic sport activity. And little do these beach bums know, though, that they are being watched and scrutinized and perved on by a man with a beard named Professor Sutwell, Robert Sutwell. And so we meet the professor. He is joined by the ever lovely Dorothy Malone from Written on the Wind. She is the nymphomaniac sister of Rock, no, of Robert Stack. She's the one who goes and has the psychedelic freak out at the uh, at the swimming yes. hole. And so here she is, six or seven years later, she is still in the pictures. Smoking. 
looking she's smoking looking pretty great and also not getting a great role in this film i think she was better used and written on the wind and that she has fewer delusional meltdowns in this film so we we meet she did she did portray the sexual tension with with the professor very nicely well yeah so these two so we have a professor he's clearly some kind of anthropological uh, type of professor. He's studying the mating rituals of uh, early al- adolescent humans. He's got some Other fairly decent teenagers gear. from America. Cool. Yes, and he is. We 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 sort of piece together this idea that he and uh, Marianne, who is Dorothy Malone's character, they have gone off and studied tribes together, mm-hmm. and they have gone around the world uh, examining. The advancements of various cultures. He's supposed to be American in the movie. Yes, he's an American. He, yep, yeah, yeah. yep. Uh, he does dress like he's on safari. There is. That's what I was going to There's say. like a pith helmet even over here, but that's just because they've he's, come back. He's an explorer, from, yeah, right? Yeah, he's been in the jungles. Mm, yes. So he is writing his book, and she is like, "You're an idiot. You're being too technical about this. Just call the book Teenage Sex and be done with it." And he's like, "Well, but I'm, but I'm too nebbish. I can't. I don't know if I'm able to do that." And he he gets her to help with the research, and she's like, "I'll do this." But here's the deal: after you write your book, why don't you read it? Because for some reason, she is hot for this bearded freak mm-hmm. now. Can you explain this to me outside of the realm of it was some middle-aged man writing the screenplay, and that's why? Is there any reason for her to like him, this man that we see before us with his peeping yeah, machines? I can explain that. <laughs> what is it? I get it. She's like dedicated to his work to a certain extent, but also like all of you are man babies. So this is the man baby I'm willing to put up with. But this man baby, like he, he's not sexual. No, that we know not. of. Uh, it's but pretty. She can well, fix him. Yeah. He actually yeah. says they no, have a conversation no. where, where he's like, I've never actually played on either team or something like along those lines. Do you recall this? There's some comment that he makes about like, I've never tried from from either side or something like that. So he's like, are we to assume he's a virgin? I get that impression. So we can just rock his world, and he won't know any different. Exactly. I don't know. But you said he gets laid after he takes off his beard. So he doesn't get laid. The, oh, okay. There's interest. Oh, okay. okay. He, he goes from being non-sexual to being sexual by the removal of facial hair. It's mostly just like, you're kind of an interesting character, but this beard has got to go. This is what every person he runs into says to him. And then <laughs> he shaves the beard and the end result is, okay, now you're more inter- you're interesting and beardless. You're but actually I, hot. I, which is, is, hold on, which is the imposter syndrome part because he grew the beard in the first place because people didn't believe he was mm. a uh, a doctored professor. Yes, yes, we get the story and behind so he the grew beard. The, yeah, right. We get we get the story where it, he grew it to be more believable. But in the other context of his research, he's now like you're not believable with your stupid beard, dude. But I find like the beard is a whole metaphor for the for the whole film. It's like it's a three act structure. Like in the beginning, he has the beard to Brazilian or not Brazilian. Exactly, that's what we're asking. And then the whole middle middle act, the second act, is is people saying like the beard's gotta go, dude. 
The beard has got to go. And he's wrestling with his, himself like, am I going to let the beard go? Am I going to keep the beard? Uh-huh. Am I going to listen to what the people say? Uh-huh. Or am I going to be myself? And he chooses to do as the people want. And thus, in the third act, the people accept him. And they do. They embrace him. And is an ancillary mm. character the entire time. Yeah, I find that the beard is such a deep metaphor in this film that, uh, that it's easy to miss. Is the professor better off with or without his beard? You tell me. Panel? I Can I see a picture? I mean, I don't know if we have. I mean, I don't think no. it's a oh, fair comparison. No. Oh, you skipped out on the whole. No, no, it's coming. It's okay. coming. Yeah, we haven't reached it yet. Uh, but yeah, I don't think it's a fair comparison because it's a fake beard and he's made to look stupid while wearing it, like purposefully. Like everything he mm-hmm. does, mm-hmm. he is he is stupid looking and he does it in a stupid way. Uh, so comparing him with a beard and without is not fair. But he at least flies a plane without it. So that's something. That's true. And we find out, we get a little backstory, a little depth into his very deep character is that he trained. What? <laughs> Just pointing at Caroline. Oh, okay. Okay. He uh, trained, he was a flight instructor and he would do aerobatics during the war. So think about that. Carolyn, did you have a comment here? Yeah. I mean, I don't think it matters one way or the other. It definitely doesn't. Whatever you're about to say. <laughs> Not because of you, but because of the movie. <laughs> Because of the movie, yeah. but also uh, definitely because of the movie, doesn't matter one way or the other. Because Annette Pinochet is always going to end up with Frankie Avalon. But really, when it comes down to it, is that this poor man with his professorial imposter syndrome, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, beardless or not, is not the right age range for these mm. American teenagers. I was kind of surprised at how. Definitely middle-aged, he looks without the beard. Like, it wasn't some, Correct. um, what it was that's the, the swan. What is it? The shitty swan. What's, what's that parable called? The ugly duckling. Ugly duckling. <laughs> the shitty ugly swan. Duckling. Yeah, 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 it's not a. <laughs> it's so much very shit a swan. The shitty swan what? is so much better. <laughs> <laughs> the, shitty, uh, the shitty swan story it's not like that when he's shaved and everybody's like va va boom it's <laughs> the shirt was no it's like oh you're middle aged and you're still middle aged okay cool yeah I mean I, I wasn't into him with the beard I wasn't into him after or the beard no. and I definitely wouldn't have been into him after his ridiculous flight where he he does twists and twirls with the poor woman oh and, and turns go- her green yeah, oh, yeah. And, and I like oh special cool. effects yeah they turned like yeah. half Riding so, horses on the beach is a is a much bigger uh, no horses in this for movie. a date night. No horses it doesn't matter. I'm just film. saying we compared it to planes flying over the beach or horses riding down the beach. Yeah. Horses riding down the beach better. She, she was hot for the concept of the plane, but yeah. the reality was something different. Yeah. Hot for the concept. I mean, I mean Taylor's oldest time. That's uh, that's true. I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't want to ride a horse on a beach and, and then try and have sex after that. That would be uh, <laughs> uncomfortable, all of it. Like, there's so the smells. Horse is, the horse is exhausted at that point. Yeah. Right? The- <laughs> <laughs> Not going to give you anything. <laughs> I'm disturbed. Guys, who shows up? <laughs> Who's- I think we should open our own bar called the Shitty Swan. <laughs> So, uh, so the listen, flight has been finished. Yeah, yeah. But who shows up at this point? This crucial, pivotal moment in this motion picture. <laughs> Is it a dance hall? No, it's it's uh, it's the biker gang. Show. The rats shows <laughs> Eric up. Eric von Zipper. Eric von Zipper. Pretty much 
a dance off <laughs> through a window. He's the worst Lou Costello knockoff you could dream of. Uh, he runs into Ava, who is again unsatisfied, and she seems fine with the idea of a biker gang joining her at some point. But he's like, "I'm busy. I have to go break into this beach house," which he does. Steps immediately onto Dolores, who screams. Her screams alert the professor, who arrives and scares off the gang. Accidentally, of course, but he shows up. He's they call him the finger now because he's got that weird uh, cosmic energy thing. You can arrest your movements uh, and the whole house enters to find them embracing. So it just kind of looks uncomfortable that you're hugging the professor. Whoa, we're kids. That's a grown up. I mean, allegedly for what they know back at the beach house, Dolores is upset and Frankie and the boys go to beat up the professor. Frankie tells her to wait there so he can yell at her later. He actually says that, like, you stay here and we'll finish this later. So, like, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Frankie, cool. <laughs> Their love is pure. It's true. It was written in the stars for these two. Uh, the beach written dudes. The wind. Wait, do you guys hear that? So weird. It's like it drafty in here. Yeah, Frankie Avalon. Hear it. See it. Don't come back and tell me you're going to yell at me later because you and your low sperm count are not having any more arguments. Maybe that's that why Ava was says. so Ava was so upset. She's like, I thought your boys could swim, Frankie. <laughs> it's true. But they can't swim also, Frankie. We're getting pretty close to the end. We, here. we really are. We're racing to the end at this point. So the beach dudes break into the professor's house and they discover all of his research and they start reading his paper. Because when you guys, when you're young and you have a head full of steam and you're ready to go fight the world, you, de- you definitely want to pick up random papers and start reading them. Yeah, and that's definitely. what these guys do. And, and they, they're probably like, because the paper isn't ready. Like he's hmm. not finished his research. He's so So they're yeah. actually reading Which his research notes. <laughs> Yes. Which are Hasn't generally just in name scrabbles. He's got like um like a full manuscript already. It's amazing. Yeah. He's been perving on well, that for a long I'm, time. I have a theory about that actually. I think it was his, Marianne his that grad student. Yeah, it was Marianne that did most of the work there while he was uh True. he was off uh, trying to get his rocks off. So uh so kudos to Are Marianne. Are you um, saying that's how it is with uh, most male professors that then just assign female graduate students to do their work and or male ones? Their name I mean, on it? Oh, I I had to I had so, to suck my professor off like twice a week and yeah, do I'm his sure laundry. You did. <laughs> Clearly, I'm in the wrong profession. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go into the wrong academia. Kind of <laughs> Academia yeah, it doesn't rocks. happen for women. <laughs> it's, it's only male bathers, I promise you. No, I think I think you're just uh, you have an incomplete data set here. There are no women professors. No, no. <laughs> okay, just okay. To, um, right. roll it along. Guys, okay, all right. Big finale. Let's go to Big Daddy's again. All right, over here. Yeah. We're here with you. We're, we gotta go to Big Daddy's. We're going to Big Daddy's. You know what they're doing at Big Daddy's right now? Dance off. <laughs> <laughs> Close. They're making pies. Mm. And, and the- yeah, because, yeah, you know, I saw, I saw this instantly. I clocked this and I'm like, are you kidding me? No, I know. Are you kidding so me? So thus introduces a, a very famous dramatic device called Chekhov's pie. <laughs> if a pie is, is produced in a film, it must end up on somebody's face. Yeah, and so as soon as I saw they were making pies, I'm like, "Is this 
ending in a pie fight. Is that where we're going here? It turns out that's exactly where we're going here. But first, uh, at a certain point, every, everybody converges in this movie at Big Daddy's at this moment. So you've got the beach bums. You've got Frankie. You've got Dolores. You've got the professor. You've got the biker gang. You've got uh, the captain and his uh, mystical uh, meditating ladies. And you've got Big Daddy over in the corner, too. And the biker gang is ready to rumble, as biker gangs are wont to do. But the beach bums all align, and they decide to surround uh, the professor. And so this is the AKA professor without the his beard. Yeah, the finger. <laughs> oh, here he is, hey. looking like it. A- <laughs> oh, okay. okay the episode takes there a turn. There is essentially okay. a dance off in <laughs> yeah. this final. Yeah, yeah. So they are, and this is Marianne, and this is them dancing around in a big circle, uh, trying to protect them in tribal fashion. Of course, like this is what you would and see. I, I feel like they they found the right rotational speed to dance around the professor in, uh-huh. so that the uh, the Germans wouldn't be able to enter through through that uh, the, the inertia. I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's this, the uh, the outward centrifugal force, something yeah. like that. One of something, those, something, something like, like that. that? Okay. And then, of course, they're holding hands. That's real sweet. But I like you know? how the how the professor seems to be frightened there. Yeah. When when he's the fucking finger, he has cosmic energy. Finger, right? He's. <laughs> you know, when they they mentioned his nickname, the finger, it took me like five minutes to put together. Like, oh, because he touched him with his finger. It well, I him. literally <laughs> didn't put it together until you said. So I thought it was just earlier tonight. <laughs> that dude looks like a fucking finger. Like, yeah. That's what I was thought. I thought they were saying. I thought that was just a 60s slang for like old man or something. <laughs> Look at this <laughs> finger over finger. here. Yeah. This dude's a I was finger. thinking it was his technique. So. <laughs> well, well, he's, he's exploring all kinds of things in his research. So then a fist versus finger fight breaks out. Uh, a pie hits Ava from uh, via Dolores. There she is. This is Ava, by the way. She, she looks great, but she is also covered in pie. Who should show up? But of course, our favorite character of this movie, Sneaky Jim. And his tour, he's just a tour guide. We've never seen him before. He shows up with like five minutes left to go. And all these guys get hit with pies too, I'm assuming. Who are these gets, suits who show just, up? Excellent just, question. It's a great question. Nobody knows. Nobody cares. Yeah. It'll be answered in the next uh, podcast about this movie. When, when we do uh, <laughs> we Party uh, Part 2. Episode 5. I mean, most likely these are all... The parents or godparents of the the teens. I, I, I don't know. I, I made that up, but this guy looks like he's ready to repair some Maytag appliances. But he's also ready to take a pie to the face. Uh, eventually, everyone is pied and or frozen. Eric von Zipper decides, hey, you know, we should be friends, Professor, because oh. I want your cosmic gifts. And he wants to learn the finger technique. Oof. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the hard way, if you know what I'm saying. Well. Big Daddy awakens to finally deliver the word everybody's been waiting for. And who is Big Daddy revealed to be? None other than Vincent Price. <laughs> Vincent Price, who we saw in Leave Her to Heaven as Quentin, the, uh, the cast-aside love interest of Ellen, the psychopath. And or, here he is now, 20 years later. What's the word that he says? The word is 
What was the word? It was two words, wasn't it? I can't remember. It was like party on or something like that. I, I, I completely missed everything this man says because <laughs> because uh, my absolutely. my fellow uh, movie watcher uh, just said like, oh, that horror movie guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he makes it. It's, my note here says he makes a pit in the pendulum joke. Oh, something okay. about like, let's swing this pit over the pe- or pendulum yeah, over the yeah, pit. Yeah, it was something I, I didn't get the reference. At this point in his career, he's doing Edgar Allan Poe adaptations on the on the cheap in the UK. So he he had done the pit in the pendulum uh at this point and that the end credit the final thing we see is what's this movie about uh this this Break. movie we're talking about now yeah is surfing what, was it though no movie? i don't think so Not even. i think it was about the it's about generational differences i think it's about uh discrimination against bearded people Mm. Big Daddy's got a beard, though. Everybody respects him. This guy has a beard. <laughs> this guy, so Vincent Price has a a nicely kept beard. It's groomed, as right, does but, uh, his um, his employee, the the yes, goatee man, Maury Amsterdam. Yeah, the captain. But, but the 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 professor had like a very sort of bushy, unkempt, unkempt yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was wearing beard. ridiculous clothes, like yeah. Yeah. safari suits. And also a fake. He's an anthropologist. So meanwhile, uh, Frankie and Dolores are back in love. The professor and Marianne. Hey, little Gilligan's shout out. I wonder if there's a connection there. This is probably pre 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 Gilligan, I would say. I think so. But they finally actually do uh, do some kissing there. The professor and they are into each other. And the intern. Oh, um, they they hook up. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, they mm-hmm. do. They do get it together. Definitely. So you see the whole sexual tension that was there the whole film, mm. and and like she uh, stormed off in a huff when when uh, when the professor was going at it with Dolores, but then she sort of figured like, okay, yeah, let's go with it, and, and they end up together. And you're probably wondering, but what about Eric von Zipper and mm. Ava? We oh, do what wonder. About what about those guys? When you know. When will they find love? And it turns out that they are fine with each other. Oh, they 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 leave together, vowing to return, perhaps in one of the next six movies about this shit that we have to watch. Uh, and then it ends with dancey credits and a promo for a movie called The Haunted Palace, which is starring <laughs> Mr. Vincent Price. And that's completely unrelated. That's to how this one. the that's just how the movie ends. <laughs> Soon to be seen in Edgar Allan Poe's Haunted Palace. Wow. This is a nice matte painting. Did he like castle. put money into that. this music? He Maybe? must have. No, no. I think he was just. This is how they would they get you when you had no budget. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You get a billboard that, and you get. That's how a, the movie ended. That's, yeah. That's the yeah. end. Yeah. So well, there's some dancing after this. Yeah. Just but, yeah. And so concludes 1963's Beach Party. What a waste of everybody's time. Now I disagree. <laughs> I I think it was a great use of our time. Well, and I feel sorry for Shrisman Ike for not having watched it. Well, I feel sorry too, and, but for different reasons. And the the question remains: Will she watch it after our description of it? <laughs> Is on her phone at the moment, refusing uh, to answer. <laughs> it's almost over. <laughs> will, Just say uh, yes enthusiastically. Mm. Would you watch this movie? You know. <laughs> Just to join you guys uh, on the same page, I probably will. Because it sounds pretty ridiculous. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'll fall asleep halfway. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Well, um, Go home, you know, kiss the sky and right. enjoy some some beach movies. Right. right. Okay, so it's a, it's a maybe, maybe from you. Okay. Catherine Sherlock. Mm. Beach Party. Mm. Do we keep watching this? Absolutely not. Okay, okay. Any reason? I, I, 
all of it. Yeah. Um, I think I, I actually wrote that down like 10 minutes in. I was hate just, all of this. No. <laughs> nope. It's a no from you. Yeah. Okay. Carolyn Nowros. Beach Party. 1963. Frankie and Annette. Nope. Let me finish. Frankie. Annette. Professor. Marianne. Eric Von Zipper. No. Do we it's keep watching it? Be a no. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> it's stupid. It is. It certainly is that. Detefos Bergman. Do we keep watching this? Oh, most definitely. Oh, you want to keep the next you, one is called Muscle Beach Party. Oh, well, no, no. Of no. course, we're gonna watch the next one. No, no, no. This is what I'm saying, though. Is that this is the, the the way the show works? Is do we watch this one? Do we keep watching this one again, or do we we hedge our bets a little bit and say I think one of the next six versions of this movie might be better than this one? Mm, um. No, I would have thought like you're never gonna get quite as deep analysis of hipsterdom as as you will in this film. What if this? Is, I mean, presumably though, this is a hit because they make a bunch more of them. Yes, or at least it's a it's enough of a profit maker. We can make these cheap and we'll we'll turn a profit. Oh, I had a question attached to that. Never mind, it's over. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> and listen, here's what I'm saying. Uh, this is a no for me as well. I'm gonna. Take my chances that there is a better version of this. This is what I was going to pick up on. Mm. That maybe they turn a profit and they get a slightly larger budget. Maybe they can spend some more time on that script. Maybe Mr. record it in the summertime. Maybe do, not fucking do it without the gloom. South, so- SoCal no. yeah. mist time. That is summer in Southern California. Uh, wow. Do it in, do it in, in fucking fall. Mexico yeah. then. Uh, okay. Or yeah, do it somewhere <laughs> else. I think there's something better here. That we can find. Maybe it's Gidget. We're going to find out later this year. Maybe it's Muscle Beach Party, which is next week's episode. Oh, I'm so excited about that one. Sorry. We're only doing two, though. There are so many, but we'll just do two a year. Next week, we have another picture that we're going to watch. and Muscle Beach. No, what is it called? It is. Uh, we'll find out here. Yeah, I think it is. Shoshma, are you actually watching it? I will. You, will, will, oh, you're going to watch it? Muscle down. Beach Party from 1964. Local beachgoers find that their beach has been taken over by a businessman training a stable of bodybuilders. Directed oh, by boy. William Asher, who Same also directed director. this one. And starring Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello. But I think it's uh, like not starring Cummings, uh, Robert no, Cummings. No professor that we're aware of. But I would have liked to see Robert Cummings as a as a muscly professor. I would like to see him in a <laughs> fake muscle suit uh, that looked uncomfortable with on him. With a fake beard. With, uh, well, yes. So you're saying you, you just want to see Muscle Beach Party. You're into this. Ah, oh, yeah. You're, okay. In conclusion, you guys, hey, great episode, I'm sure. Um, yeah, give us a, a round of applause. Yeah, yeah, we did great. We did really well. We this is new. Hours of energy that's the, that's true. And so concludes yet another episode of Old Movie Time Machine and a gracious round of back padding applause uh, by the people who just made that thing. There it is. Uh, I think you'll agree it's an instant classic. And if you like what you heard, the great news is that there is twice as much of it, like more than twice as much of it. For example, this particular episode of uh, Beach Party, we talked about this for like 
two hours and 15 minutes, something crazy like that. Who knows how long it's going to end up, but it's somewhere in that neighborhood. But you're only getting, you know, a little under an hour, something like that. So uh, if you want more, join us on Patreon. We call our spot The Boom Room. The link is in the show notes, as ever. You can go there, sign up for $2 a month, two little dollars a month from your pocket in two hours, and you will get more than twice the content. Plus, occasionally we sprinkle in a little extra for you because we love you. We, we love the people behind the paywall. We treat you really nicely. So we would love to see you there. We would love to hear from you at our email account, partyline at oldmovietimemachine.com. Write into us. We will probably get back to you uh, sooner or later. And as for next week, that's right. Summer Vacation continues with the second of the Beach Party movies. This one is called Muscle Beach Party, available for you to watch on the internet at the following locations. Let's check it out. Ooh, available for rent and for purchase at the Microsoft Store. And if you want to stream it, it looks like you have some uh, some options here. Prime Video, Paramount+, Plus, Paramount+, Plus, Amazon Channel, Epics, Epics Amazon Channel, and then also, who could forget, Pluto TV. So that's it for this week. An extra special thank you to our guest, Det de Foss Bergman. Thank you for joining, buddy. Great to see and hear you again. And that's it for this week. So we will see you next Wednesday for 1964's Muscle Beach Party here on Old Movie Time Machine. <laughs>